Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, January 9th, and we have completed week one of 2023. Have you noticed that we've added some new podcasts on our Business Travel 360 channel? Business Travel 360 is happy to announce that we've started to showcase more content for you, our listeners. The great thing is that all through the week, you'll be able to access even more than ever before. We think that you will enjoy all these wonderful additions and will make Business Travel 360 your home for business travel podcasts. Now, let's get to the headlines. Delta Airlines, for the second year in a row, took the top spot for on-time performance among major North American airlines, according to Sirium's 2022 report. The airline had an on-time performance of 84% on a total of almost 1 million flights, down a few points from last year's 87.8% performance. Alaska Airlines took the second with 81.4%, followed closely by United Airlines at 81.3%. Those were the only three airlines with scores of above 80%. The average on-time performance for the top 10 airlines with more than 5 million flights represented 99.6% of North American flights was 71.9%. A flight is considered to be on time if it arrives within 15 minutes of the scheduled gate arrival. Germany recovery in airline seat capacity is continuing to lag its major European competitors at the start of 2023, according to the latest data from aviation analyst OAG. The total number of scheduled airline seats from Germany adds up to 1.85 million during the first week of January, which is still down by 27% on January 2020's capacity. This is despite a 10% week-on-week increase in Germany's capacity compared to the final week of 2022. OAG's chief analyst John Grant said that much of Germany's slow rebound was from the pandemic, was based around Lufthansa's capacity of still being around 413,000 seats a week, lower than three years ago. The UK remains Europe's largest aviation market, with a capacity of 2.7 million seats in the first week of January, which is only 4% lower than the same week in 2020. Spain is the continent's second largest market with 2.6 million seats, which is 7.8% higher than the same week in 2020. Southwest Airlines is working to recover from its horrible operational meltdown during the holidays, which is anticipated to cost the airline upwards of $800 million. Not only is the airline reimbursing passengers for expenses incurred as a result of the cancellation, but the airline is also awarding 25,000 rapid reward points to passengers who were impacted by operational issues. Southwest also revealed an initiative internally intended to compensate employees for the operational issues that they had to deal with. As a gesture of goodwill, the airline will be giving all 66,000 active employees 25,000 swag points. Swag points are different than rapid reward points as this is an internal points currency that is redeemed through the company's employee store. Points can be used for travel, Southwest merchandise, gift cards, and Visa debit cards. 25,000 swag points are equivalent to about $400 worth of gift cards. Assuming that 25,000 gift points are worth $400, which means that the gesture could cost the airline around $27 million. 
Now in news that impacts the travel industry, the primary reason for the major issue at Southwest was its outdated optimization technology, which the airline has outgrown over the past couple of decades. Company executives have admitted to prioritizing other things other than investing in technology for operations, despite warnings from staff. Paired with a staff shortage, the issue became too much for Southwest system to handle. The main piece of failing tech was the airline optimization system called SkySolver, which is supposed to assign crew to flights using complicated mathematical system. Southwest has grown beyond the capabilities of the old technology, which it began using when it was much smaller. On top of that, the airline flight crew has no front-end technology to input its whereabouts into that system, meaning that the crew has to call a crew scheduler on the phone to share that information. The shortcomings of that system and the inability to catch up with the problem snowballed into the mass cancellation, which was needed to allow the system to reset. Travel to Hong Kong is almost back to normal. The Hong Kong Tourism Board announced that inbound travel requirements, including all mandatory PCR test requirements upon arrival in Hong Kong, have been lifted. Travelers will still need to present a negative PCR test within 48 hours of travel or a negative rapid antigen test within 24 hours of travel. Still, most other requirements which have hampered Hong Kong's tourism recovery have now been lifted. Hong Kong has had one of the stricter and longest-lasting set of protocols for international travel. Let's get to the news of mergers and new partnerships. JetBlue has announced a new exclusive deal with NBC Universal that will bring Peacock NBC streaming service free to JetBlue passengers via seatback screens and mobile devices starting this spring. The deal will give JetBlue passengers access to Peacock's complete offering, including original series, live sports, movies, news, and classic NBC shows in flight. It will allow TrueBlue loyalty program members, JetBlue's frequent flyer program, to earn points for subscribing to Peacock. They will also be gifted a one-year Peacock premium subscription. JetBlue has had a long history of providing industry-leading in-flight entertainment and connectivity, and the partnership with Peacock will integrate into the JetBlue program, giving customers access to content. The move comes just as JetBlue launches the overhaul of its TrueBlue loyalty program. The airline is calling the changes a move toward a new TrueBlue. RateGain Travel Technologies is acquiring Adara, a firm in travel martech and predictive consumer intelligence. The cost? $16.1 million. RateGain will pay $14.6 million in cash with $1.5 million in deferred cash next year. Adara has raised about $67 million in the last four rounds in funding in about 14 years. Adara has been one of the companies competing with the likes of much bigger Sojourn, helping consumer brands find their customers using advanced precision targeting technology powered by big data sourced from travel and hospitality companies. The acquisition will help rate gain to strengthen and consolidate its position across commercial teams in leading hotel chains, airlines, and rental car companies which work with both Adara and Rate Gain, as well as give access to over 50 destination marketing organizations in the U.S. Croatia this week will officially kick off its new era as a member of the Eurozone. While the move comes with many changes, the biggest one is a move from the kuna to the euro as the country's official currency. While the kuna has been the official currency of Croatia since 1994 and can still be used until January 15th, both residences and visitors will have to make the switch to the euro, which is currently used by 19 other countries in Europe, including some significant tourist destinations like France, Greece, Ireland, Italy, and more. Those holding the kuna will be able to exchange them for euros at any Croatian post office through the end of June and at any Croatian bank through the end of the year. The move to the eurozone comes at a time as Croatia's move to the Schengen area, something that was approved by the other EU countries late last year. 
And now, news of new travel services and improvements. Marriott International's Aloft Hotels has planted a new hotel in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Located a block from the destination's popular Fifth Avenue, Shopping and Dining Boulevard, the 167-room Aloft Playa del Carmen is home to several F&B venues, including outposts of the brands WXYZ Bar, Remix Lounge, among others. The property also offers a rooftop with two infinity pools, as well as dedicated workspaces for digital nomads. The Aloft Playa del Carmen is the lifestyle brand's third hotel in the Mexican Caribbean, joining properties in Cancun and Tulum. European budget airline Wizz Air more than doubled its numbers in 2022 to reach 45.6 million passengers as it benefited from a strong recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. The Hungarian airline only carried 21 million passengers in 2021 as travel restrictions hit the industry hard. Wizz Air's 2022 traffic also easily surpassed its 2019 number of 40 million passengers. Wizz Air's overall capacity in 2022 reached 52 million seats with a load factor of almost 87%. Compare this with the capacity of 29 million seats and a load factor of 75% in 2021 and pre-pandemic COVID figures of 42 million seats and 93% load factor in 2019. Delta Airlines will start offering free Wi-Fi on most of its domestic flights starting February 1st. This is according to Delta CEO Ed Bastian at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas last week. Initially, free Wi-Fi will only be available on planes that are capable of providing it, which accounts for nearly 80% of the domestic fleet. Delta will then work to make that available across its full fleet with the goal of doing so by the end of 2024 for all domestic, international, and regional flights. The only requirement will be that passengers are logged in through their SkyMiles account. Delta currently charges $5 for Wi-Fi on most of its domestic mainline fleet. Newark Airport will be opening its new 1 million square foot Terminal A officially on January 12th. That's the day when the first flights will start operating from the new facility. The hotly anticipated Terminal A was supposed to welcome flyers on December 8th. However, the opening was delayed due to last-minute issues identified in the facility's fire alarm and security systems. Terminal A will be home to Air Canada, American Airlines, JetBlue, and only select United Airlines flights. JetBlue will increase its service from JFK to London Heathrow in March while reducing its service between JFK and London Gatwick. On March 25th, the airline will introduce a morning JFK to Heathrow flight to complement its existing evening outbound flight from JFK, leaving New York at 8.30 and arriving in the evening. As JetBlue adds that daily frequency, it will eliminate its 6 p.m. daily outbound flight between JFK and Gatwick. JetBlue is able to make the shift after acquiring an additional daily Heathrow landing and departure slot. The move gives the airline a larger presence in the UK's largest airport. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.